I'm Romy Newman, the co-founder and president of Fairy God Boss, and this is Fairy God Boss Radio. This season of Fairy God Boss Radio is brought to you by Cisco, the worldwide leader in IT networking and cybersecurity solutions. Cisco is deeply committed to inclusion and diversity because without diversity thought and a commitment to equality, there's no moving forward. Cisco was voted a top company for women by its female employees on Fairy God Boss. Today on Fairy God Boss Radio, I am thrilled to be talking with Sonia Cargan. Sonia is the Chief Inclusion and Diversity Officer at American Express. Welcome to the show, Sonia. Thank you, Romy. Absolutely a pleasure to be here and great to be joining you today. Sonia, would love to hear about you and your career journey. You've been with American Express for quite a long time. Tell us about how did you start there and then how have you progressed? Yeah, I have indeed. And Romy, you get me at a period of time where I'm actually celebrating 25 years with American Express. So that question that you ask me is one that I've reflected on a tremendous amount over the course of the past um, couple of weeks or so. And I sort of landed in a place where I'm thinking about it in a couple of different ways. Yeah. So I think you can think about how have you got to where you are by talking about, so what did you do? You know, what does your resume say? What are the jobs that you did? But then there's the, but no, what really, what really enabled you to get to where you are? So let me start with the jobs that I did or my resume, so to speak, the the highlights. Graduated university um, with a degree in social policy and administration because I thought I wanted to be a social worker. That was quickly put to bed um, when I did my internship and realized that social work was not going to be the best path for me. And so needed to do some really quick pivoting. At the time, I was working part-time in retail and had the most phenomenal senior manager managing me. And she saw something in me that probably I didn't see in myself at the time. Um, And that was about my capacity to problem solve, connect with people, wanting people to be successful. She actively encouraged me to apply for my very first human resources job. And clearly just a person in an interaction that changed your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I also started in retail. It's a great place to start. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's large scale. It's people management. It's servicing. It's equipped me with so many skills and I genuinely don't think I'd be sitting in the seat that I sit in today without having had that start um, and that advocacy and that experience. So I did that for a number of years. It was a great training background. I consider it to be a bit of an apprenticeship really. But then I got to a place where actually I wanted to be on a bigger stage. I wanted to take what I was learning amplify it and kind of do it large I found American Express or American Express found me yeah Yeah. and this all sounds like a plan doesn't it and I wasn't it wasn't a plan it was some degree of kind of good fortune and good luck Um, it was the universe's plan for you yeah I think in some ways yeah I think it was you know I joined Amex actually at a period of time when the organization was going through a reorganization, a restructuring. Um, And so I entered the organization at a period of change, which was fascinating for me. And it was all about opportunity. So when I joined, 
I found this organization that one, let me be who I was, which was amazing. Two, broadened my aperture, you know, broadened my eyes to what was possible in terms of a global career. And I've had a fantastic 25 years. I've worked in Asia, in New York, in the US, in the UK, um, in London, in a range of different leadership roles within the human resources field. And I've been amazingly well supported by all of my leaders, by my fellow colleagues, by the organization at large. So that's been, so that's been the, the what. And I'm happy to chat to you about kind of what I consider to be enablers, because that's just part of the story. Absolutely. I want to hear about internal mobility and internal advancement. How were you getting and seizing these opportunities? Yeah, and I, and I think that comes down to the enablers, yeah? So I think I started by saying, well, you know, how you get to where you get to is a combination of a number of different things. That internal mobility is supported by your ambition, yeah? So certainly my own personal ambition, this strong desire to succeed and that determination to succeed. But underneath that is mentorship, advocacy, sponsorship, you know, kind of that pivoting and being willing to change. You know, I've done jobs that perhaps had not been in my plan. You know, we might talk about kind of being globally mobile, but I found myself in Singapore, not because that's where I thought I was going to be, but because I had an amazing mentor at the time who spoke to me about global mobility and spoke to me about the opportunity of Singapore and me realizing that, you know, why not lean into something? Um, that is completely different to what I'd experienced up to that. And I bet you were really rewarded for it too, right? When you take those risks. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and rewarded in a number of different ways. Yeah. So rewarded um, in that from a career perspective, I had the good fortune to see the brand of the company playing out in a completely different environment. You know, I'm a a Brit. Um, I'd spent my whole life living in the UK. Um, But to find myself living in Singapore and traveling around Asia and seeing how business operated at warp speed at that time, and still it does, um, was, you know, equipped me with professional skills that I would not have got had I stayed put in my very comfortable life in the UK. So stepping out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. Being courageous, yeah. Knowing that it's a little bit scary. So I've got to say when I, you know, I did that move, I, you know, at the time I was the mum to two kids to lamb. Um, they were 13 and 10 at the time. And, you know, it's like, okay, here we all go. <laughs> we're all heading off. We're on that plane. We're heading off to what is in essence the other side of the world. It was phenomenal and life-changing in many, many ways. I can imagine. So now you're the head of diversity and inclusion. So let's talk about corporate diversity, your own experiences with it at a company that is known for being a leader in this space, and how you think companies should be advancing diversity and inclusion right now. So, you know, gosh, what a, a great question at a really pivotal time for exactly. organizations and societies, yeah? 
And, you know, I think, you know, your your listeners will have heard other chief diversity officers, chief inclusion diversity officers speaking. And I think one thing that's common um, that we will all say is that there is no one fix. Yeah. I would say that from an American Express perspective, as you have already said, we are absolutely committed to um, a strong, inclusive, diverse and equitable work environment. I think the tone is set from the top organisationally when you think about corporations and the roles that we play in from an inclusion and diversity perspective, the values of a company. Um, and when you think about American Express, inclusion and diversity is embedded in our values. It's what we require of leaders. It's what we require of all of our colleagues. So we all have personal responsibility, personal accountability. As you think about ambitious women um, and you think about American Express, then you know I was truly delighted earlier this year when we launched our Ambition Project. Ambition Project is an initiative that's focused on helping women embrace their ambition and pay it forward. And, you know, really our hope is that through work like the Ambition Project and other initiatives that we have at American Express is that we're able to nurture people. We're able to enable everybody to be their very best self, ensure that everybody's voice is heard and that everybody's able to reach their full potential at the organisation. So it's a very, it's a broad topic. Every corporation plays a role and every individual within the corporation plays a role through your values, through what you show is important, through the tone that you set from a leadership perspective. Yeah, I love that. And I agree that it can be so hard for women in the workplace to speak their ambition. And I think it's interesting because you, as you were talking about your own career progression, acknowledged your own ambition, right? And so now you're paying it forward by helping many, many other women do the same. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. It's essential. Yeah. You know, you need to be absolutely ambitious for yourself, but you need to be ambitious for others too. Reciprocal relationship. Yeah. You know, if I'm ambitious, that's great, but there's no point me just being ambitious for me. Yeah. I'm ambitious for women in American Express, women outside of American Express. If we're, you know, we need that in order to truly be optimizing the full talent that's available to us all. Yes, I love that. We all have to be ambitious for each other and supportive of each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Sonia, would you be willing to tell us about a mistake you made along the way? And what did you learn from it? Gosh, yeah. So um, let me start by saying that nobody gets to this place in um, a corporate job without having made several mistakes along the way. I feel like that's a relief for a lot of people to hear. Absolutely. And you know what? And if, you, if you're not making mistakes, perhaps step back and ask yourself, yeah, um, are you taking the risks that you want to take? Because, you know, inherent in risk taking is every now and again, it doesn't quite go as you expect for it to go. Um, and some mistakes are big and some of them are small and some of them are non-consequential and everything else um, in between. But, you know, I would talk about a mistake that I made early on in my career, which relates to a little bit to my ambition and me wanting to um, share my ambition with a leader, but also to feedback and listening and translating. And so the, the heart of the mistake was essentially I received some feedback that I process inaccurately 
differently from the way in which the person who was giving me the feedback intended. And, you know, the interaction came about through me wanting to share all the great work that I had been doing. So I'd been traveling extensively. I'd been in back-to-back meetings. And like, this was my moment. This was my moment to demonstrate, or I thought it was, (laughs) my moment to demonstrate to this individual all I'd been doing to support the organization. But I was exhausted. As I actually entered the meeting with low energy, and I was pretty pretty exhausted. And without going into all of the details, I'll just say the meeting did not go well. It didn't go well at all. And I learned a few lessons about that that have served me well as I continue to navigate my career. One was being around, being self-aware and being in tune with my energy and how I use that and how that comes across to others. And the fact that I'm no good to anybody else if I'm running on empty. Yeah. Yeah, you just can't do it. I also learned humility and how to rebuild a relationship because I had to get lessons. It's hard. It's truly hard. You know, I still remember having to pick up the phone and make the call to say, I messed up. Yeah, I misinterpreted. I messed up. And I'd really appreciate the opportunity to have that conversation again with you if you're open to having that conversation again with me. And I was fortunate. He was compassionate and empathetic and kind and allowed me to have the conversation again with him. Wow. So two lessons there, right? One is don't be afraid to acknowledge your mistake. And that's the best step to repairing it. But also... On the flip side, just thinking about the person who provided the feedback, that compassion and that willingness to give a second chance, it means so much. It's everything, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I'm very grateful for the fact that actually he did provide me with the opportunity to have that conversation again. Very important. Amazing. All right. Well, I can't believe it's the end of September 2020. Um, and this has been a difficult year. So was wondering if you could actually share some advice. I think people are feeling warned and despondent and isolated and anxious and lots of other things. What advice do you have on how we can find strength and energy in this difficult moment? Yes, it has been a difficult year. Yeah. And I think difficult for most people, personally and professionally, you know, Romy, we're doing this conversation with me sitting here in my home office, having not been in a physical office since March. And, you know, you sitting there in your home office. And so that... My son's room. There you go. You know, it's that kind of capacity to change and adapt. So, you know, when I think about my role and my team and kind of adjusting, it's, you know, everything from adjusting a robust agenda that we planned at the beginning of the year, but which has changed um, quite significantly. Thinking about how we um, support our Black community um, to address race in the workplace. You know, it really has been a year that's challenged us to think differently while staying at pace. And, you know, back to your earlier question around inclusion and diversity, and that being really very much at the forefront of 
society and business. And, you know, what I'm encouraging my team to do, what I'm thinking about myself is practicing empathy. I don't know, it's just essential right now, yeah? Kind of being able to understand where others are coming from. Flexibility, yeah? Uh So kind of, you know, really being flexible, flexible personally, flexible with others, supportive, you know, thinking about how people can support others as they're balancing multiple priorities, family, caring responsibilities, their own self-care, and also self-care. Literally taking that moment to breathe, yeah, take a pause, reflect, give yourself time to re-energize. And how about, what's your message to all the working parents of school-aged children? Obviously, an extremely difficult time with children at home and working at home. Yeah, so, you know, it's really quite interesting. So whilst my children are no longer small children, they have both been at home during this COVID period, and they're both still in education of some form. And I have a team of whom many have school-aged children. And of course, across American Express, many, many, many of our colleagues have school-aged children. And I do think that, from a, certainly from an organisational perspective, this is about offering as much flexibility as you can with you know, homeschooling, different um, schedules occurring as it relates to schooling, everybody being at home all at the same time. Um, so organisationally being as flexible as possible. Certainly for the working parents that um, I'm interacting with, sometimes it's that listening ear, yeah? This parenting's hard anyway, yeah? Being a working parent is difficult. Being a working parent during this time can on occasion seem unsurmountable. Yeah. Um, Really, you know, encouraging people to access all the resources that may be available to them, thinking about how they are supporting each other within their communities, at American Express, we have an employee resource group called Parents at Amex. And one of the things that we're doing um, through that employee resource group colleague network is ensuring that we're doing everything possible to provide as many resources as possible to working parents who are supporting their school-aged children. Wonderful. All right. Well, I'm going to move to our fun questions. Sonia, what is your karaoke song? Easy peasy. And in fact, you know what? You don't need to be in a karaoke to do karaoke. Yeah? <laughs> you know, turn your phone on, your smart speaker, whatever it is. Uh, and so for me, um, that's Gloria Gaynor. I will survive every Ooh. single Love it, love it. Classic. I love it. <laughs> Who is a celebrity you would like to have dinner with? Um, so I would have liked to have had dinner with Maya Angelou, yeah? So who would not, yeah? Her, you know, her books, her literary works, the, the thinking, just, yeah, Maya Angelou would have been um, the person I would have loved to have had dinner with. Wonderful. And perhaps a related question. What's a book you'd like to recommend to our audience? So I have three books on the go at any one time. And so actually the book I would recommend at the moment is Cast by Isabel Wilkerson, literally sat on my um, bedside right now, um, and I'm working my way through that cast by Isabel Wilkerson. Excellent. All right, Sonia, at Fairy God Boss, we have a tradition, and it goes like this. We think women are not good enough at bragging or taking credit for our achievements and our abilities. So I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you, 
to brag to us about you. So I am extremely proud of everything I've achieved in life. I am proud to sit in a seat which is at front and centre from a corporate perspective with regards to how we can shape our workplaces and how we can shape our society. Um, I am proud to be one of the first people in my family to go to college and enter a corporate job of any kind. And I am uber proud of my supportive family and the fantastic company that I work for, where I've been able to pursue an amazing career that's afforded me amazing personal experiences. Wow. Well, Sonia, you have such a wonderful presence and a wonderful, inspiring demeanor that it's no wonder you've achieved all of those wonderful things. So thank you. Our last question is going to be, What's the one piece of advice do you think our audience should hear? Yeah, so I have a picture in my family room, my sitting room, that has this piece of advice on it. And it's, don't let other people define your limits. We're all capable of more than we can imagine. And we started this conversation talking about my career It's a career, frankly, that I could not have imagined and certainly would have not been able to imagine it had I let other people define my limits for me. Wow. Amazing. It has just been incredible talking to you, Sonia. Thank you so much for sharing your experience and your perspective with us today. We're really grateful to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Romy. It's been an absolute pleasure to be with you. Thanks for joining us today on Fairy Godboss Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and visit us at fairygodboss.com. See you next time.